Lecture topic. General advices for Hajjaj. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Wa kafa wa salatu wa salamu ala ibadihi ladhin astafa. Amma ba'du fa'udhu billahi minash shaytanir rajim. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. الحج أشهر معلومات فمن فرض فمن فرض فيهن الحج فلا رفث فلا رفث ولا فسوق ولا جدال في الحج وما تفعلوا من خير يعلمه الله وتزودوا فإن خير الزاد التقوى وَاتَّقُونِ يَا أُولِي الْأَلْبَابِ وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم الحج المبرور ليس له جزاء إلا الجنة أو كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم Most respected علماء الكرام Brothers and elders Alhamdulillah, two weeks ago there was a very detailed program on Hajj in this masjid. Some brothers didn't manage to make it for that program. They had asked for some advice. So, it was decided that we will just discuss some general advice on Hajj in this particular program and gathering. Perhaps there might be the majority that are not intending to go for Hajj or have planned to go for Hajj this year but in any case a mu'min his heart is attached to every ibadat of Allah Ta'ala and especially the ibadat of Hajj whether he is personally planning to go or not his heart is in Hajj he is very much attached to this great display of the love of Allah Ta'ala the ishq and the muhabbat of Allah Ta'ala. So inshallah, the advice would be a means of us becoming more conscious of this great ibadat. And even if we're not planning to go, Allah Ta'ala make it a means of benefit for all of us. The ibadat of Hajj, this is one of the pillars of Islam. The fifth pillar of Islam that itself highlights how great and how important this is. And the importance of it is highlighted by the various virtues that Nabi Kareem has mentioned for the one who performs Hajj. The one who performs Hajj, he returns like a person who is born, a newly born baby, completely free of any sin. Though there's detail in it, there are certain exclusions etc there are certain details which we don't have the time to go into all the details now but nevertheless the core benefit is Allah Ta'ala's special forgiveness the person becomes forgiven of all the sins and then the tremendous rewards and the pr- promise of Jannat for such a person so in any case this is an extremely great amal very great ibadat it is among the most virtuous of a'mal, Imam Hadith Sharif, Nabi Kareem was asked that which is the most virtuous of a'mal, the most significant and most virtuous. So Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, Imanum Billah. Most virtuous 
Iman. Obviously, nothing can surpass the greatness of Iman. Qila summa maza, thereafter what? Nabi Islam said, Al-Jihadu fi sabilillah. Jihad in nifat of Allah Ta'ala. That is next in line in terms of virtue. And summa maza, what after in next in sequence? Hajjun mabrur. Person who performs hajj, and that hajj is performed in such a way that it is mabrur. Now what is mabrur all about, we'll inshallah discuss soon. But this is the sequence in which in this particular hadith, Nabi Islam highlighted the significance of hajj. That after iman and jihad, on the third level, Nabi Islam mentioned hajj. So very, very great amal. So the person who has been blessed with this opportunity, the person who is given this great gift and bounty. So this is something to be feeling, on the one hand, extremely elated about. Such a great bounty of Allah Ta'ala, such a great gift. So to feel extremely happy about it. But then at the same time, a mu'min, he looks at all the different angles, while feeling very happy and grateful. Also at the same time, feeling in some way, so to say, embarrassed also. Embarrassed in the sense that who am I, what am I, what is my condition, and despite my condition, my Allah has called me. So, I need to now, in my current condition, how am I going to go? I need to sort myself out, I need to do something. I need to get through Hajj in a way that I please Allah Ta'ala and go. So that is the mixed feelings that a person will have because who can claim that I am done, I am accomplished, I am somebody already in a certain level, I am ready to go spiritually. So on the one hand that great joy, happiness, that gratitude and shukr to Allah Ta'ala, but at the same time balanced out with this as well that I, I need to still, while I must be very grateful for this but I need to work on some things. In any case, now that is the next point itself, that a person who has been blessed with this very, very great bounty of Hajj, these are all just some random points, they might not even be a very complete sequence in what we will discuss, but in the short time we have some random points that inshallah Allah make it a means of benefit for me and all of us. So in any case, now comes the next point, that Allah Ta'ala blesses somebody with this opportunity, so the extremely important aspect is the preparation for it. And many of these things apply whether a person has been blessed with the opportunity of Hajj, or whether he's been blessed with the opportunity of Umrah, he is nevertheless going to Baytullah. This is a very great gift from Allah Ta'ala's side. So the same, many of the same things will apply, certain specifics will apply to Hajj, but apart from that it applies to both Hajj and Umrah. So in any case now the preparation. The preparation so in the Qur'an Sharif also Allah Ta'ala gives us this direction and this directive that we should be preparing. Al-Hajj ashurum ma'lumat faman farada fihinna al-Hajj fala rafasa wa la fusuqa wa la jidala fil-Hajj Inshallah we'll discuss this just now but to go further Allah Ta'ala then says وَمَا تَفْعَلُوا مِنْ خَيْرِ يَعْلَمُ اللَّهِ Take your provisions. A person is going on a journey. So he takes his provisions. So now this is a journey 
which far surpasses all other journeys. It's third in rank only after Iman and Jihad. So this is a very, very great journey. On the one side, this is a journey to go and fulfill the rights of Hajj physically. So now a person will go, he will perform the Tawaf, he'll make Sha'i, he'll go to Mina, he'll go to Arafat, he'll come to Muzdalifa, he'll complete all the rites of Hajj physically, go through all the various requirements of Hajj. But Hajj is not merely a physical action. While without that, Hajj is not going to get done. So he has to fulfill those rites of Hajj that are required of him. But Hajj is far beyond that. Hajj, one is to go to Baytullah, to go to the house of Allah Ta'ala, to go to Kaaba Sharif. So that is necessary. He can't make tawaf anywhere else. He can't make tawaf here in South Africa. He'll have to go to Baytullah to make tawaf. Sa'i can only happen in the place where Sa'i takes place. He cannot make wukuf i Arafah anywhere else. He can only make wukuf i Arafah in the place that, in Arafah itself. But while this physical fulfillment is necessary, going to Baytullah is necessary, but Hajj, together with going to Baytullah, the purpose is to become close to Rabbul Bayt. One is to go to Baytullah, the house of Allah Ta'ala. But in this entire process, he must get connected to the Rabb of Baytullah, to the Rabb of Kaaba Sharif. He must get connected to Allah Ta'ala. He must become very close to Allah Ta'ala. So now if a person went for Hajj, and he fulfilled the physical requirements of Hajj, but he did it in just any way, his niyat may be not even as it should have been, the manner in which he's supposed to have conducted himself, he didn't. Allah forbid, Allah forbid, while he went physically for Hajj, it mustn't happen, he comes even further away from Rabbul Bayt. He went to Baytullah, but he's casting lustful glances around there. So he's close to Baytullah and went even further away from Rabbul Bayt. So now this preparation, so that he becomes prepared to do the Hajj the way it's supposed to be done. Not just the physical fulfillment of the rites of Hajj, but that he goes and then returns in a way that he has become connected to Allah Ta'ala. So it's not sometimes just confined to what a person does there, but it is what he brings back also. That is really going to say what he got there, what he comes back with. So now the preparation. What is the first part of the preparation? So there's many things in the preparation, but in the few points that we can discuss now, one of the most important parts of the preparation is Toba. Because to the kind, to the extent that the heart has been cleaned, that the heart has been conditioned to connect to Allah wa ta'ala, to that extent one will receive to be, the signal must be correctly connected to receive. Now a person now wants to tune in to some whatever wavelength, but now he's, he's on a different wavelength. How is he going to get receive what's coming across? He must be on the same wavelength. So now to condition the heart and correct it, correct oneself, sincere toba is the preparation for hajj. Toba from what? 
or at least get forgiveness from the people or make some arrangement with them that okay fine please give me some respite whatever the case is but a person has hukuk and rights over him and he is now moving on to try and connect himself with Allah Ta'ala how is going to happen? So in any case this is the preparation now comes certain there's much detail in all this but just to move on the person is going for hajj so now hajj any amal for that matter that amal can be done in many ways one way is can just go through the motions and another way is that that can transform his life one person came and he performed salah in the masjid Nabi Kareem was observing so it might have been at a time when it was not first salah it just came in so maybe he performed Tahiyyatul Masjid or something so after having completed his salah he came and he made salam to Nabi Kareem Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam go and repeat your salah you have not performed salah now he just completed his salah he just completed his salah and he came and Nabi Sallallahu said to him go and repeat it you have not performed your salah so he went he did it a second time came again again the same comment you have not performed your salah after the third time he got the same comment he asked please teach me how to perform it correctly then Nabi Sallallahu fought him and he was a bit hasty in the standing posture after Ruku in the sitting posture between the sajdas that haste was now the big problem but the lesson in this he performed the salah but the result was lam you have not performed it Allah forbid we go through hajj on the day of qiyamah you didn't make hajj he said no but I made hajj it cost me so much also he said no you didn't make hajj there's no hajj written here there's something that you did you went through some physical movements whatever you did where you went what you did and came but there's no hajj written for you here because you did what you did how you did it Allah knows so therefore person is going for such a great ibadat he should be learning what hajj is all about mashallah the program that took place two weeks ago the details were discussed the recordings are available there are many other programs that have probably taken place or will take place to some time but to acquaint ourselves well with the Messiah of Hajj the various Messiah that pertain to the different aspects of Hajj are very easy to learn there isn't too much detail in it but if a person sometimes might forget something because it's not something he does every day obviously so to before any particular Amal is going to be done to refresh it ask somebody read through some Kitab in fact one particular book on the Masail of Hajj which a person finds, number one, make mashura with the ulama and then take one kitab, number one, study it from cover to cover here something that's not too detailed and not too basic either but covers everything in a general manner read it thoroughly and then if there's anything that is slightly also unclear find out Get it. be sure about it and then take it along and then doing, before doing something, refresh it. So in any case, number one is to now learn the Messiah of Hajj. Without the ilm, it's never going to be done correctly. So that knowledge is fundamentally important, so that it's done correctly. So one is the correct 
fulfillment of the various rites of Hajj. But then in that is the intention. One is now the intention of Hajj itself. But before even setting out on Hajj, that intention in terms of complete ikhlas. Correct intention and pure intention. The intention is only for Allah Ta'ala and surely for Allah Ta'ala. No other purpose in between. So now, in the Hadith Sharif, Nabi Islam says, Man hajja lillah falam yarfus walam yafsuk raja'aka yawmin waladat The one who makes hajj lillah. Not so that now I also got the title. Well, I'll be able to also now put it somewhere as my part of my profile or whatever else. And in that vein also, it's normal, meaning this will happen, that now a person is going for Hajj, so he wants to take the du'as of people also. He also wants to maybe clear up things with others. So in that process he's going to tell them, I'm going for Hajj, please make du'a for me. Or he's going to tell them, look, I'm going for Hajj, so now to sort out these matters. Well and good. But that too, we double check the intention, not twice, three times, five times. That is it just a kind of advertisement that I'm going also, or really just to take somebody's du'as. No harm in taking the du'as, we should take the du'as. Especially the pious of our community, the ulama ikram, the elders, seniors, seniors in our families, we should take the du'as. But at the same time, double check our intention. So in any case, one is that part of the aspect that the niyat must be very, very clear and Though this is now we're going right at the end, after returning from Hajj, that whatever one, many people know, we went for Hajj, they're going to come, they're going to greet us, meet us, they're going to take du'as. Or, but now to keep talking about it everywhere and anywhere, anybody doesn't know, so somehow he must get to know that I'm also Hadisa. Like one person now came as a mehman somewhere, so now the, the host, he wanted to now, well, okay, he called for the, the khadim and the servant. And he said to him, please bring some water and come. So now the water, he said, but bring water in the jug that I brought from my second hajj. Bring water in that jug. So now here the whole story was that to impress this guest that I am a double hajji, not single also. Now, used to give this incident and used to say in this one statement, this person washed down two hajj. Because now the whole purpose here was to advertise this. I am a double haji. So now in this one statement, two hajj got washed away. So now one is before hajj and likewise after hajj. We don't keep now waiting for opportunities to say it. MashaAllah, Allah Ta'ala's tawfiq. Somebody made a lot of tawaf. That is between you and Allah Ta'ala. Somebody managed to do some other amal very well. Alhamdulillah. Till the day of Qiyamah doesn't come and we don't get the result, we don't know what we did. We have no idea what is really done. When the result comes out, then we talk about it. Then we say, Ha Inni anni mulaqin On the day of Qiyamah then. Then go around, that person will go around with his book of good deeds, which was given to him in his right hand. And he will now run from person to person saying, Listen, read my book. I knew this is, um, I was hoping for this. Then, we all means. But till then, we don't know where we stand. So in any case, the preparation, one is the knowledge of it, then the niyat, ikhlas and sincerity, nothing is acceptable in the court of Allah Ta'ala without that ikhlas. So to double check and keep asking for that ikhlas, 
Ikhlas not some button we pressed it once and it's done. It's an ongoing process to keep refreshing that niyad and keep repelling all the wasabis of shaitan and taking out anything that is now getting mixed up into the process, any other wrong intention, any fasted intention, keep cleansing that out. In any case, this is the intention. Then, when a person now will go for Hajj, he goes for Hajj, as mentioned, one is just getting through the motions, and the other is doing the Hajj in a way that connects him to Allah Ta'ala. In the Hadith Sharif, Nabi Islam says, Al-Hajjul Mabrur, Laysa lahu jazaun illa al-jannah. So one is Hajj, so one is the Hajj where the, mashallah, the necessary aspects were all completed. Completed, completed with ikhlas, alhamdulillah. He will, his hajj, he did it correctly, inshallah, it will be accepted in the court of Allah Ta'ala. But Nabi Sallallahu qualifies this in this hadith sharif, al-hajjul mabrur. Now one meaning of mabrur, the muhaddithin explained maqbul. So accepted hajj. So the hajj got accepted, so alhamdulillah. That hajj, there's no reward except Jannat, meaning this Hajj will take him straight to Jannat. But the meaning of Mabrur comes from Bir. Bir means virtue. Good deeds, Bir. So the Hajj which is filled with Bir, filled with virtue, filled with good deeds, now one is the very basic level, there's no question about compromising that, otherwise it's not going to be makbul also. But now this mabrur, bir, <coughs> so in one hadith it is mentioned that the sahaba asked, Wama birruha ya Rasulullah. Hajjul mabrur, such a great reward for it, what is this bir? What's going to make it mabrur? So now, in this particular Hadith Sharif, there's two aspects mentioned in another Hadith, another third aspect mentioned. But before getting to those particular details, whatever good deed a person does, and the more good deeds he does, the more it will become mabrur. And on the other side, Allah forbid, the person involves himself in sin, in things that he should be far away from, to that extent is going to decrease the value of Hajj, Allah forbid he might get deprived of the reward. In the ayat of the Quran Sharif that was recited at the beginning, Allah Ta'ala says, Al-Hajj ashroom ma'lumat faman farada fihinna al-Hajj. So now the person who has now made Hajj fard upon him, he's now embarked on Hajj, he's made the near talbiya, he's now taken on, any case just to one aspect, when Nabi Sallallahu recited the labbaik, he got into a haram, then he mounted his conveyance. It is mentioned in the Hadith Sharif. Nabi Sallallahu said, Allahumma hajjatan la riya'a fihi wa la sum'a. We just discussed the point of ikhlas. Nabi Sallallahu is now embarking on hajj. Whose hajj can come a fraction close to the hajj of Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam? A fraction close to that level of ikhlas. Nabi Sallallahu is starting off this journey. And now as he just enters into a haram, he says, Ya Allah, make this hajj such that there is no riya in it. There is no ostentation showing off in it. Wala sum'a. And there is no advertising in it. No trying to make oneself famous in it. 
talking about it all the time. Who is giving us this lesson? Nabi Kareem Sallallahu At such a such a moment in time, just now entered into Haram, recited the Labbaik, and now this is the manner in which Nabi Sallallahu sets off, giving the entire Ummah this lesson. Be very, very, very conscious about your niyat and bringing ikhlas in the amal. In any case now, in this ayat of the Qur'an Sharif, Allah Ta'ala says, فَمَنْ فَرَضَ Now the person is going for hajj. How is he supposed to conduct himself? So Allah Ta'ala says, فَلَا رَفَثْ وَلَا فُسُوق وَلَا جِدَالَ فِي الْحَجِّ فَلَا رَفَثْ When a person enters into a haram, there are many things that he is now restricted from. There are things which are permissible out of a haram, but not permissible for him in a haram. He cannot wear sewn garments in the way like there's a common misconception, anything that has got one single stitch on it also, people say, no, it's not permissible. Whereas anything that's unsewn in the manner of clothing, like the towel a person has, the sheet, it's got a few stitches somewhere, in fact it's stitched on the edges, that's not an issue. So in any case now, wearing normal clothing, he can't, he won't, men won't cover their head, etc. There's so many restrictions. Likewise, the relationship between spouses, any level of it, it's all restricted in ihram. That is wala rafat. And then wala fusuq, every sin. So sin is never permissible anywhere. Whether a person is going for hajj, whether he's at home, whether it's a month of Ramadan, or they're out of Ramadan, sin is sin. But certain things become more serious in certain places, in certain times. So sin anyway is sin. But in Hajj, sin becomes far more worse. And that will remove it from the category of Mabrur, from being filled with beer. Now the person is performing Hajj, he's in Ahram. In particular, two aspects, the two T's. Well, in any case, the two T's in another, another context. But two aspects of this, in this particular matter, one is the tongue. MashaAllah, a person is gone for Hajj, so now he's in a haram. So 95%, 98% of other sins all get left behind. No matter what was going on behind, what was going on at home, that automatically gets cut off. But certain things, Allah forbid, person so easily falls in, even in Hajj, even in Haram Sharif, even in front of Baytullah, sitting in front of Rosa Mubarak within sight, sometimes within a, barely meters away, but certain sins don't stop there also. And the most common sin is the sins of the tongue, ghibad, and all kinds of sometimes, Allah forbid, evil talk, obscene talk. People are sitting now in Mina, they don't know what to do, they're passing the time. Now they sit around in gatherings and start talking all kinds of things because they need to while the time away. Whereas Mina, again the sequence is, that's long after, but as it's coming up, Mina is a place of the zikr of Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala. فَإِذَا قَضَيْتُمْ مَنَاسِكَكُمْ فَذْكُرُ اللَّهَ تَذِكْرِكُمْ آبَاءَكُمْ أَوْ أَشَدَّ ذِكْرًا Allah Ta'ala says, when you've completed the other rites now, Arafat is completed now, Muzdalifah, you've come back, you're going to spend time in Mina now. So don't just while this time away. You are now in Mina, فَذْكُرُ اللَّهَ تَذِكْرِكُمْ آبَاءَكُمْ أَوْ أَشَدَّ ذِكْرًا Previous, in the times of Jahiliyyah, People would come for Hajj in that manner of Jahili also. And then they would come and in Mina they would pass the time. And how they would pass the time, they'll sing poetry and then they'll 
praise their forefathers in the poetry and all those things will carry on and the hours and hours will go Allah Ta'ala says remember how you carried on that time how you spent and wasted the time while the time away in talking about your forefathers and singing poetry now you remember Allah Ta'ala like that rather more than that how ashadda zikra immerse yourself in the zikr of Allah Ta'ala tilawat of the Quran Sharif nawafil, tasbihat, durub sharif all the various forms of amal person is feeling tired, sleep away but never make it a party atmosphere never make it a picnic spot and never make it a place now to just pass time and while away the time rather sleep but that idle talking and just whiling away the time away now the person gets caught up in the sins of the tongue and the other is the sins of the eyes these are the two things unfortunately that wipe away all the rewards that a person was gaining and the sin, these sins in the Haram Sharif this is now multiplied so much more in the Haram of Makkah Mukarramah and the person is committing the sin of Ghibad is misusing his gaze that sin is also multiplied by hundred thousand just as that one Subhanallah is multiplied hundred thousand one Salah is multiplied hundred thousand the wrong is also multiplied accordingly so now he went to take but he's bringing back something else so in any case now to make this Hajj Mabrur Allah Ta'ala says now be very careful about this Fala Rafat Wala Fusuq Wala Jidala Fil Hajj now Subhanallah there's so many things that could have been mentioned but who can fathom the depth of the wisdom of Kalamullah Allah Ta'ala's Kalam now in Hajj there's so many things to do and likewise so many things to be careful about Allah Ta'ala highlights three things. Allah knows the fitrat of insan. Allah is the creator of insan. فَلَا رَفَذْ وَلَا فُسُوقُ وَلَا جِدَالَ فِي الْحَجِّ No quarreling and arguing and getting into issues in hajj. Now, where is quarreling and arguing? We normally, even at home, don't so easily just give somebody that advice now, mustn't quarrel. Person is going for hajj. He's going to Baytullah. He's going for a journey in a lifetime. And he's being told, don't quarrel. Because Allah Ta'ala knows the fitrat of this makhluk. What is his nature? Little bit of something that goes against his nature, something that goes against his preference. Let alone something that's really causing him taklif and really causing him some difficulty. Even if it's just something goes against his preference, he is now ready to start quarreling and arguing and fighting and whatever. Therefore, among the primary advices for the haji is that whatever one bag or two bags of necessities you need to take but you take 22 bags of sabr and work that sabr is going to be extremely necessary and required at every step of that hajj Allah Ta'ala make it easy we, go, we don't have even a fraction of those challenges that people used to have once upon a time the journey would take them sometimes months and by the time they reach there, it would be sometimes many, many months. And then the facilities were not what we have, anything close to it as well. It's sometimes extremely hot, sometimes extremely cold, depending on the seasons. And all that, mashallah, even in this time and age, so many people come, they don't all have that luxurious facility that others may afford. They are sometimes in just the most basic of facilities and accommodation or whatever. Alhamdulillah, they're fulfilling everything. So now things will happen, sometimes somebody will cut the queue, sometimes somebody will they say something, somebody will get irritated and 
But in every situation, wala jidala fil hajj. Hadith is being told, remember, wala jidala fil hajj. Now you want to make it mabroor, you want to make it that hajj which is filled with birr, filled with righteousness, with good deeds. And now come back with that lesson also. That now the person, he was so conscious about this, that the entire journey of hajj, he did not get into any quarrels, not that he wasn't tested. He got tested repeatedly. That entire Umrah he got tested. But, wala jidala fil hajj. He stayed away from any quarrels, arguments. Inshallah, he spent his time in that manner. He'll bring back that lesson. Four small, petty, trivial things now. And make an issue of anything and everything. And find something to now make an issue about. That won't be his way anymore. He will be waiting and looking for ways to how to diffuse things. If something already started off also, wala jidala fil hajj, he'll be diffusing it. He'll come back with that also. Small, small, petty things, he'll be diffusing it. He'll be looking at ways and means of how to avoid issues. So in any case, this is one part of it. Then coming back to the Hadith Sharif, the Sahaba asked Nabi Karim Sallallahu Alaihi ya Rasulullah. What is this bir? So in one Hadith, Nabi Sallallahu mentioned two things, the other Hadith is one aspect. The three aspects that we mentioned were, number one, Ifshaw Salam, making Salam common. Now this is the bir of Hajj. Person is going for Hajj, we understand the importance of Hajj, the greatness of Hajj. That is also another point before we miss that point out. But to make this Hajj Mabroor, what is extremely important is to maintain the consciousness. Consciousness of where am I and what am I doing? The consciousness of the significance of the place I'm in and the action I'm doing. Mustn't just be something going through the motions. I'm making tawaf. What is this? I'm making tawaf of Baytullah. This is an emulation of the malaika that are making tawaf of the arsh of Allah. And every step of this tawaf, every step, oh, ten rewards, ten sins are forgiven, ten stages are elevated. How many steps are going to be taken in the tawaf? And the person who makes one tawaf, and he performs the two rakats, then kanaka itqi rakabatin, the reward of freeing one slave, and then so many other, every amal they multiplied hundred thousand, subhanallah. Now to be conscious of this, to do it with that consciousness, what am I doing? I am in which place? What amal is this all about? And I'm now in front of Hajra Aswad, and I'm going to be making istilam of Hajra Aswad. What is the significance of this? And this came from Jannah. And it then became black with the sins of people. Now I'm going to be making istilam. What is the condition of my heart? Because this is going to endorse and stamp that on me. Is my heart clean? Never made tawbah. Now to be conscious of all this. These are just few examples. MashaAllah, the Shaykh Ramtullah is This has all the details in it to study this kitab very well and acquaint ourselves with all these aspects. This will give us the significance of so many things apart from Makkah Mukarramah, all the aspects of the visit to Medina Munawara and the aspects of presenting ourselves for the to convey our salams and to present our salams to Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam at the Rosa Mubarak and all the other aspects pertaining to the stay of Medina Munawara as well. Time is already running out. All this inshallah will find in this kitab Fazail Hajj. So 
This is one part of it. Ifshaw salam, making salam common. Now we in our minds, we understand hajj. Hajj is about tawaf, it is about sa'i, it is about arafat, it is about bina. Indeed, these are all the most fundamental things about hajj. But now we want to make it mabroor. Not just go through the motions only. So the things that Nabi Islam is highlighting, ifshaw salam, making salam common. It's ta'am, feeding. Feeding how much? Must be one dateful, no qualification. How much? Whatever we can. Whoever, one person fed him something, half a meal. Like in the hadith of person who feeds the fasting person. The Sahaba said that to feed the fasting person, such a great reward, he gets a reward of his fast. Not everybody can afford this. Maybe it's not one sip of water also, one date, you'll get the reward. So whatever is possible, but to make this feeding somebody, feeding whoever we can, how much we can, whenever we can, something or the other, ifshaw salam, it'aamu ta'am, feeding. And the third aspect that is mentioned in other hadith, qibul kalam. Qibul kalam, talking gently, talking good words, being gentle in one's speech. Now subhanAllah, if a person maintains this throughout the hajj, he will bring it back. And he'll come back with these lessons. So now, this is what's going to make it mabroor. To the extent that now he's going to do righteous deeds, he's going to do more and more good deeds. He's going to conduct himself in a way that now brings him closer to Allah Ta'ala with a'mal. That is going to enhance the hajj. That's going to make it mabroor. Then just to touch on a few other points. That in the Hadith Sharif it is mentioned that the haji and likewise the Mu'tamir, the person may form as well. And likewise the Ghazi fi Sabirillah. These are the waft of Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala. These are the deputy, they are the delegation of Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala. And Allah Ta'ala called them for Ajabu, they responded. So now when Allah called them and they responded, and this is something to be conscious about, to keep reminding ourselves that Allah Ta'ala called. Nobody goes on his own strength. Nobody goes with his resources. Nobody goes because he is able to go. He goes because Allah Ta'ala called him. To be very conscious about this and make a lot of shukr upon it. Feel happy over it at the same time. But at the same time also to cleanse ourselves. To prepare ourselves for presenting ourselves at Baytullah. One poet passed in India, Ghalib, and he said one couplet that Kaaba kis mu se jaoge ghalib Sharam tujku magar nahi aati How you gonna go in front of Kaaba Sharif? What face you gonna take and go there? Aren't you feeling ashamed? In other words, I can't, I can't go. It's not possible for me. Because I am so filthy and so dirty. My heart is so immersed in sin. How am I gonna go there? So a very great pious personality that Mashaam Muhammad Ahmad Sahib Rahmatullah he, he said this is something that's gonna create despondency in people. He said, no, no, this is not the way to express it. He said, Isi Musa Jaunga, Roror ke usko manaunga, Yu apni bigri ko banaunga, Sharam ko haak mein milaunga. That I will go with the same face, but I will cry over my sins and repent. And in this way I will change that wretched situation of mine into a situation of fortunate situation. This is how I'm going to go. Sharam ko haak mein milaunga. I will just bury the shame in the sand and sort myself out. I won't feel shamed in the way that I don't do what's right now. 
that is also shaitan's uh, deception that now when the time comes to correcting something then shaitan puts embarrassment when the wrong was happening that time there was no embarrassment but now how to correct it now I'm feeling very embarrassed about it no that's the time now to put the embarrassment behind and correct it to sort it out so the in this hadith sharif it is mentioned that the haji also is the deputy of the deputation of Allah Ta'ala the, the, he's part of the waqt and the delegation going to Allah Ta'ala they responded to Allah's call فَأَسَأَلُوهُ فَأَعْفَاهُمْ now they make dua to Allah Ta'ala Allah Ta'ala showers his blessings upon them this entire journey is a journey to take advantage of in dua dua and more dua and even more dua every opportunity that one can get for dua never tire of making dua and especially in the Mubarak places Haram Sharif is already very Mubarak apart from that in the days of Hajj in Mina, in Arafat especially in Muzdalifa the time is very valuable and to use this time in dua as much as we can then we are already way out of time and past time but just to now round off it one, one more point that when a person returns MashaAllah, Allah Ta'ala blessed with such a great opportunity Allah Ta'ala gave this great bounty and gift so now the issue is a person went for Hajj such a great Ibadat and everybody gave Dua and he was making Dua also that Allah Ta'ala blessed with Hajj Maqbool, Mabrur and that is what Dua we must make now what is the sign that a person was blessed with a Hajj Maqbool so the ulama have mentioned that there are certain signs that a person for he can judge by himself. It is not for us to make judgment on anybody. That is Allah Ta'ala's as prerogative. Allah Ta'ala will judge each person that whether somebody's hal got accepted, didn't get accepted, what happened, that's Allah Ta'ala's department, not ours. But for each person for himself, he should be looking within himself. And there are certain signs that the ulama have mentioned, the great muhaddithin have mentioned now, among the signs that are mentioned that when a person returns from hajj his life after hajj is far better than his life before hajj in terms of his deen he is now punctual on his salah his amal are in place his life is now on deen he is more conscious about the Mubarak way of Nabi Kareem sallam is living his life according to Sunnah. This is a sign that inshallah his Hajj has been accepted. It's a sign. Nobody can say anything with certainty, but this is a sign that this person has been blessed with Hajjul Maqbool, Mabroor. Hassan Basri Rahimahullah, a very great Tabi'i, he used to state that the alamat and the sign of Hajj Maqbool, Ayyarji'a Zahidan Anid Dunya. That a person returns from Hajj in such a condition, Zahidan and Dunya. He still carries on with whatever his work of Dunya is, but his heart is now detached from Dunya. He doesn't get too thrilled about the frills and fancies of Dunya. His heart is not all the time about how to make Dunya. He also does his work, he also earns his halal living, he also does whatever is necessary. Whatever Allah blesses him with, he makes shukar upon it. But his heart, Rahiban ilal akhirah. 
his heart is aspiring for akhirat his heart is now focused towards akhirat and he is yearning for jannat he is yearning for the closeness of allah tabaraka wa taala and in jannat he is yearning for wan nawra ila wajhik wa shawqa ila liqaik as in one dua nabi sallallahu expressed ya allah bless us with this in jannat ya allah wan nawra ila wajhik to be blessed with your vision in jannat wa shawqa ila liqaik and that yearning to meet you ya allah that becomes his heart that is a sign that this person hajj was accepted that he came back in a condition zahidan anid dunya raghiban ila alakhirah now it started off with toba with niyat the niyat being solely for allah tabarak wa taala sincere toba and then conducting oneself correctly throughout the journey of hajj then inshallah this will become the result at the end of the hajj conducting oneself in a way that has been described in the many hadith we just touched on one or two hadith there wasn't time to go into many others but the person who conducted himself correctly that is the effect of that hajj in one hadith nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam says man hajja wa lam yarfuz wa lam yafsuk person performed hajj and then again the same two things mentioned in the ayat no rafaz and no fusuq any obscenity and no sin in general obscenity including those things that are normally permissible between spouses but that too he refrained from because of ihram and he remained refrained from all sin then raja'aka yawmin waladathu ummu now this very great bounty is being blessed upon him that he returns like the day he was born the day his mother gave birth to him or was highlighted here walam yafsuk obviously he performed all the rites of hajj but he did not commit sin that is the very crucial thing and as mentioned the two very common aspects the sins of the tongue and sins of the eyes and let me mention two t's well the one t is the tongue two t's to be careful about one is the tongue very careful and the other t is the t of time that a person looks after his time because this time is more valuable than gold more valuable than all the gold in the world so we all have our needs he needs to sleep he needs to eat he needs to do whatever but he looks after his time and spends his time productively spends his time profitably then the end result of this will be that when he returns he will return in this condition that his returning with the signs of hajj maqbool his life after hajj will be a different life he'll be very conscious about his salah his amal staying away from sin his appearance whatever other aspects of life that needed to be corrected inshallah he'll come in a better condition his heart will come in a better condition raghiban zahidan anid dunya raghiban ila alakhirah allah tbaraka wa taala accept the hajj of all the hujjaj allah tbaraka wa taala grant each one hajj maqbool mabrur allah tala make it a means of khair and barakah and afiyat for the entire ummah and every mu'min his heart must be attached to the hajj whether he is sitting at home but such a great amal taking place he should be also with the hujjaj in their amal in his heart and taking the lessons and the message and the inspirations of hajj one person was seeing the hujjaj of five person in those days now it's mentioned in one kitab it was now came to the where the harbor and now the whole group of hujjaj are leaving 
So now he was very, very heartbroken that all these people, they're going to Baytullah, I'm sitting behind, I'm left behind. So he was now very sad, very heartbroken. And in any case, he shed his tears. But as they departed now, now he's thinking that this was the sorrow and grief for not being able to reach Baytullah. And it's a very noble grief, very, very great sorrow this is. Allah accept those tears, subhanAllah. So he thought to himself and he said that yes, this is, well, alhamdulillah, this is a very good thing that a person feels grieved over having been left behind, so to say, from reaching, from joining the hujjaj. Inshallah, Allah makes that the means of the door opening out for him as well. But then he reflected and felt this, maybe another chance also might come. And if it's not will that he might go, he still, he will get rewarded for this feeling of his. He'll get rewarded over these tears he shed. So subhanAllah, he's still gaining. But Allah forbid, this is now the sorrow over not having reached Baytullah. But what will happen on the day of Qiyamah, the person realized, he didn't reach Rabbul Bayt. He didn't gain the closeness of Allah Ta'ala. He didn't connect himself to Allah Ta'ala. He was far away, he distanced himself from Allah Ta'ala with all the things he was doing, how he was living his life. What amends is going to make there? No chance of any amends. What grief will be then experienced? If the grief of being distanced from Baytullah is so great, then from being distanced from Rabbul Bayt, what will be that grief on the day of Qiyamah? So while every Hadi is preparing for his Hajj, every person, every mu'min, he has to be preparing to connect himself to Allah Ta'ala. So that on the day of Qiyamah, and who knows when our Qiyamah starts, man mata faqad qamat Qiyamatuhu, person who's passed away, his Qiyamah started. So before that moment comes, we have to connect ourselves to Allah Ta'ala, so that when our time comes, we are leaving this dunya in a way, Allah Ta'ala is pleased with us, Allah Ta'ala accept us, Allah Ta'ala grant us also the tawfiq of complete, of cleansing our hearts out of everything Allah is displeased with, and connecting ourselves to Allah Ta'ala, وآخر دعوانا عن الحمد لله رب العالمين يتكن الرسائل الجسم الدعاء بريفلي لا تلك الأسطوف اللهم لك الحمد كله ولك الشكر كله اللهم لا نحسي ثنان عليك أنت كما أثنيت على نفسك اللهم لا إله إلا هو الحي القيوم وعنت الوجوه للحي القيوم يا أحد صمد لم يلد ولم يولد ولم يكن له كفوا أحد جزا الله عنا نبينا محمدا صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله يا ربي صلي وسلم دائما أبدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم ربنا علمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تخفل لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين رب اغفر وارحم واعف وتكرم وتجاوز عما تعلم إنك أنت العز الأكرم ربنا توفنا مسلمين والحقنا بالشهداء والصالحين غير خزايا ولا نداما ولا مفتونين اللهم إنا نسألك من خير ما سألك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر مستعاذك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم أنت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله وصحبه أجمعين والحمد لله رب